Hi there, welcome to Forward After 50. I'm Rebecca Ronane and I'm on a mission to empower women to age positively. Women over 50 are often overlooked, even invisible. Yet we are an untapped market of skills and disposable income. We live in an age of inclusivity, but what about aging? In this podcast, I'll share ideas and interviews with people on topics including fighting ageism, positive aging, confidence, reinvention, freedom of choice, and so much more. Let's move away from the negative aging bias to recognize that women over 50 are a force to be reckoned with. So I'm delighted today to be speaking to Kelly Howard. And without further ado, Kelly, let's hear about who you are, if you can just tell us um, what you do and actually who you are before we go into all of the other fabulous details. Yes, and thank you first. Thank you so much for having me here today, Rebecca. I really appreciate it. And thank you to everybody who's listening. Um, I'm excited. This is a fun podcast and I really appreciate being here. So Kelly Howard, I have um, I have become known as the fitness consistency expert with a touch of adventure. And why that is, is that I believe that if we are consistent with what we do around fitness, that means like small, easy steps, not big, you know, giant starts and stops, starts and stops. We get much further in life. Um, and Touch of Adventure is my background. So my background is I used to run a company that was an outdoor adventure club. And it was interesting because everything we did, I had to learn, right? I, I was not an outdoor adventurer. I was very active, but, you know, gym, skating, things like that. So I, I would learn how to do something and then I'd run out and teach it to people, um, which seems kind of like, really, did you know what you were doing? But yeah, like it really is something that I love doing. And so it went from there to what I do now, which is I do teach women about, you know, fitness consistency. Uh, and I also like to dangle that idea of if we push ourselves out of our comfort zone, maybe try something a little bit more adventurous, we never come back to the person we were before. And for those of you who, you know, just like, well, so where do you live? I'm in Houston, Texas, <laughs> which is the strangest place to be if you love outdoor adventures. So I'm frequently traveling, leading adventures and retreats around the world. Oh, fantastic. So um, what I'm interested in is your fitness uh, consistency. Is that to do with, say, for example, if someone, you know, just would like to be fit or is interested in hiking, or is this more centered towards people being fit and healthy? Mm, yeah, so that's a great, great question. So I have a differentiation and people often come to me and they think that they need a diet plan and a workout plan. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's, that's what we, that's what I need. And my take on it is no, actually what you need is a fitness plan and a fitness plan is your entire life. It's not, and not to be overwhelming. 
Okay. I don't want anybody to be like, ah, fingers and ears, because I don't have time for all that. It's just like looking at all the pieces of our life and upgrading them so that they are a, a slightly fitter version of ourselves, maybe a more and more fitter version of ourselves so that we have this healthy lifestyle. In the end, I think it is so important to each of us to actually focus on our fitness and our health because <laughs> a little morbid, but I say it all the time, we're going to probably be here a long time. That's what medical science is supposed to do. It's supposed to keep us alive. Our job is to keep us alive and thriving, like feeling great, being healthy, enjoying life, doing all the things that we want to do for as long as we want to do it. Yes, because let's go then straight away to your book, which is, please just explain what that's called and um, where we can get your book as well before we sure. dive into some of the subjects that I think are very interesting. Thank you. Um, so it's FIT, Active and Ageless for Life. And the reason for that title is, it, it, actually the title didn't happen until the very, very end. People would say, what's the name of your book? I'm like, I don't know. But when I went back through the book and just like really read it as if I was somebody new to the book, I went, you know what? It's all about what happens to create a life where we can be like active, we can feel ageless and and we feel great, we feel fit. Um, so where they get it, you can get it, you know, anywhere books are sold, you can pick it up on Amazon. And actually we didn't talk about this beforehand, so my bad, but um, your people can also pick it up um, as a free offer from you. It's, a, it's an ebook, but I will provide it to them as a thank you for listening as a free ebook. Okay, fantastic. Um, because in your book, yes, and you just mentioned it then, which is a subject that I talk about a lot. And even in my own book, which isn't completely dedicated to fitness, but certainly brings that up because I'm very passionate about that. And if you listen to any of the science that's going on at the moment, yes, all, what we can do and what it's free to do is fitness in some way or other so um you talk about longevity in your book and how most of us have more years uh, than we expected certainly for some of us in a higher age group we didn't expect to have 30 40 years more when we turned 50 that wasn't when we were 20 that wasn't the uh, outcome <laughs> and and it's changing all the time of course anyone who's 20 now probably will live to a hundred uh comfortably but you do have to stay fit as well it doesn't just come to you on a plate but yeah <laughs> I think we you know we sometimes think oh well you know it's, it's a bit like roulette maybe we'll get there <laughs> maybe we won't and maybe we'll be healthy and maybe uh, we won't be um I hope I'm a lucky one but actually I think more and more uh we are coming to recognize that we have to make an effort to do that and, yeah. you know, we must contribute to that healthy aging. So you talk about that and how daily exercise, well, it's a bit of a no-brainer. It is going to contribute to us um, aging healthily. Um, so 
you know what 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 is your take on all of that i think that well there's so much so much to unpack in what you just said like one of the things is yes like what we thought 20 years ago about aging and like take our brains for example 20 years ago people believed that your brain was your brain was your brain and it was going to slowly you know dwindle away and now all of a sudden it's like oh it's a given that if you do work for your brain your brain's gonna you know expand and get better like who would have thought um we didn't back then because that wasn't part of what we thought and then longevity i mean longevity is like this huge piece uh and the piece about longevity that's so interesting to me is that yes there's so much science behind it now there's so much knowledge like you know just the whole idea that we turn our our genes on and off right like 20 years ago we thought your genes were your genes and you're just gonna like die the way your parents died if your parents had this you were gonna get it you don't have to live that way which is a huge mind shift right so given those things now it's also the responsibility comes back to us because now it's in our hands to do the things like movement eating well sleeping well you know all the stuff that's going to keep those genes from turning on the bad genes and and are going to keep us thriving it's just like Sometimes, and I can get super passionate about this, so I will dial myself back, but I will just say that a lot of times when I talk to people who don't aren't in this field, they are unaware of how much is happening on a daily basis, not even a monthly basis, but on a daily basis. It is leaps and bounds. So everybody listening um, know that we can thrive for a lot longer than we thought we could. Um, some of it's super simple. Like you said, you know, it's just goes back to the blue zones, right? Blue zones have suddenly become this big deal. Um, he's been talking about blue zones for a long time, but it's really simple stuff. It's movement, it's community, it's food. You know, it's all the things that we already know. And sometimes we don't want to do. Also, would you would you agree? <laughs> don't you agree? Sounds rather <laughs> pretentious. <laughs> but would you agree that we have been rather too much concentrating on our exterior aging rather than our interior aging? Which is, if we got that right, probably the exterior would look a whole lot better. Isn't that the truth? Mm. Yeah. I mean, generally when people come to me, they come to me first because they want to lose weight which is kind of like that exterior piece and and I get it right like especially after the pandemic like so many myself included um put on extra weight it just it just was a thing right and I understand and I also know that if you concentrate on all of the stuff then that exterior is going to eventually fit the interior that you've created I, I would like to bring up that sentence uh, from your book uh, where you quote uh, one of your clients who said, I started out wanting to lose weight and look better. I came to realize that I didn't ever want to feel weak or at the mercy of anyone else ever again. 
And I thought that was a very powerful sentence, particularly at the mercy of anyone else again. And I thought, gosh, if that was, you know, sort of more, uh, instead of the diet books and all of that, if that was the sentence, I'm sure everyone would feel much more inspired maybe to look at their nutrition. So how how do you convince people that losing weight is about changing their health and their and and their mindset? And then what comes is the confidence and and looking much better than and and when you look better of course you do feel more confident. You feel better and you're more confident. I mean, it's it's what it's one of those things that I call a cascading effect of good. We have in our life cascading effects of good and cascading effects of not so good, bad, right? Um, and I like to tell people that fitness starts in your head, not on your feet, uh, which is one of those things that you get the cross eyes and they're like, yeah, I don't want to talk about my mindset. I want to talk about the weight. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, let's talk about this. Because when you when you really start embracing the idea that the first piece of being fit to me is that when your mind gets on board with it and you feel good, like when you feel good, you automatically want to do good. It's just what happens. So when you feel good, you you make the right choices with food. You do the exercises even if you don't want to. You you know you do the things when you're not feeling good, and you know I have those days. When you're just not feeling like great in your brain, what do you want to do? <laughs> you want to eat the croissant. You want to, you know, have the chocolate milk or whatever it is, whatever your like, you know, whatever your thing is. So the more that you can get in your head and become aware, like it, this is an awareness game. A lot of us didn't grow up with it as an awareness game, but it is like the more aware you are of who you are, what you do, what your habits are then the easier it is to do all of this. And so, you know, if you just think about like that one little piece, if it starts in your head, then what's, and I won't, I will not go down the entire road, but basically like if it starts in your head, like what's one thing that you could think right now that's going to make you feel better so that you can do better? Like one thing could be anything. It could be like, you know, I really do like good food or I think I'm going to go for a hike. Or I think I'm going to go for a walk. Um, I love being outside because outside makes me feel better. Like all of those things, they all add up. And for that particular client, I don't know if if I actually told the whole story in that section, but it was very interesting because she was somebody that you would call, um, I think they call it skinny fat. Okay. She was very slender and she had no, like her muscles were were slipping away. And she had kind of like this little extra down there around her stomach. And she wasn't confident anymore. She was a beautiful woman. Okay. She is a beautiful woman. And so, and she hurt, she hurt all over when she first came to me. First thing she said to me was, oh, I'm going to have to have a surgery on my shoulder. I'm like, okay, well, you know, let's talk about that when it comes. Right. And what ended up happening was she ended up not having a surgery on her shoulder because the more she moved, the less she hurt. Right now, I wasn't the first person to tell her that her 
physical therapist had told her that too. But you know, the more she wore, she moved, the less she hurt. The more she moved, the stronger physically and mentally she became, because she was like always feeling at the um, kind of almost like a victim to her husband's junk food eating. And it was like, well, he buys the stuff, so I guess I'm going to have to eat it. And I was like, well, maybe you don't have to eat it. She's like, well, it's there. I'm like, well, you know, let's let's shift it. And that was a mental shift, right? And and then we went from that to, you know, she's stronger in her brain. She's not eating the junk. She's um, doing resistance training and all of those things to where she ended up actually going with me on a, one of the retreats. And she had said, I want to be that woman that steps on the plane with her hiking boots. And I think it was her that said this her hiking boots and her short skirt. <laughs> and she walks down the aisle and she takes her backpack and she tosses it in to the overhead bin because she doesn't need anyone's help. And that's exactly what she did. So that kind of stuff, I mean, that's strength and power and empowerment, right? Like super, super excited for her. That's one of the things that stands out from your book and we mentioned this before uh, going on air, is that you have a lot, a lot of exercises that people could do, or they don't have to do, of course, but you have a lot of choice of exercises like journaling and advice, because you you are treating people, if I understand correctly, very much um, as an individual person. I mean, none of us are the same and we all have different lives and that, but you almost are um, not cover, I know it's impossible to cover everybody's life, but you, your book certainly comes from that direction that there is uh, something for every sort of yeah. person in there. there um, you know, there is. Yeah. If you think about it, somebody told me that my book was an anti-workout workout book. And I went, you know what? I really like that because like, if you think about it, we're taught, we're taught quote unquote, that, that workouts are, you go to the gym three days a week and then, you know, you do these things and then you have to do the treadmill afterwards. And that's just the way it is. That's the way a workout is. And it's not like, there's so many different things we can do. So many different things, like, you know, from a mobility standpoint, people pick and choose. There's no sense in going, well, you know, I don't want to stretch. If somebody says to me, I don't want to stretch, I'm like, Great. what? let's talk about other options. You know, like here's a body loosener video. Here's, you know, yin yoga, which I think is brilliant. Um, I don't want to lose what or lift weights. Great. Do some resistance with bands or Pilates or something like that. Like it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It can be all and everything. There's so many options out there. Yeah, do you think then in that case, there is almost no excuse for not? There is something for everybody. There is, there is. And there's even something like if, um, I think people need to start where they're at, right? So there's like a little quiz in the bonus section and you go through it and it tells you where you should start. Should you start at level one? Or you should start at level three because- everybody's different. Exactly. Like you said, we can't do these cookie cutter things. Why should we like cookie cutter is boring. It's no fun. If we're not having fun with our workouts or our fitness, then we're not going to do it. 
Like we may do it for three weeks because we can force ourselves, right? That willpower will force us for a certain period of time. But then we're like, yeah, no, that's boring. It's like why diets don't work. Same thing. It's like, we got a little kid inside of us. It's throwing a tantrum. I don't want to do that. Fine. Work with them. Do something fun. Absolutely. brought up in England and in my generation, I think sports was quite limiting. And I have this sort of horror idea of going on cross country running, which <laughs> I hated. And, and the weather, it was rainy and muddy and cold. And there was all this idea of you, someone had to be first and that was the best person. So you were frightened to fail and all of those things. So it wasn't really setting you up for a future of exercise or the mentality for it so I do you think you know that um, from where we've come from and how exercise was approached depending on your age group and where you come from of course culturally it can be very different uh, that is going to have an effect on how you yes I think it has a huge effect so for both of us we grew up in that time when like gym was a requirement, but it wasn't a fun thing. I was the kid who was always picked last for everything. Okay. Like if anybody listening thinks, well, she was athletic. No, I wasn't. I was the one that'd be like, oh my gosh, I guess we have to take Kelly. Um, I wasn't, I just didn't do any of those things. And I felt terrible because I always felt like for myself personally, that I wasn't good enough, right? Like I just couldn't keep up. And that of course, carries forward. And any of us who grew up back then, we also weren't expected to continue to do it, right? If you think about it, gym was something you did at school. And then that was at that, right? I don't even think we had gym in my school. I don't think we had it in high school. I think it was something you did with the little kids. So you just didn't do it afterwards. Why do women need to like, I mean, I cannot believe I'm saying this, but it was, it was true back then. Why do women even need to do that stuff? And so it's, we're fighting basically this lineage of why do we even need to do that stuff? We didn't learn to do that stuff. And now, you know, you and I are saying, you got to do that stuff, but you can make it fun, right? Like, you know, even just starting with the walks and the walks outside, we all get how much fun that is. And so it's, it's a, it's, I think there's this, to your point, there's this background in our head of why do we even need to do this? And the reason we need to do this is because if we want to be here for everybody we love for a very long time, feeling great, we got to figure out how to move in a way that we enjoy. Yes. And, and then, I mean, it sounds very enjoyable what you have to offer with the adventure side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm very curious about that. So how do you use adventure to get fit? So um, there's two ways. One way is that along the way, over the years, I have, I have heard way too many women say to me, oh, I think I would like to try that, but I don't want to hold people back. That is the thing that like, if there's one thing that goes on my gravestone, it was like, oh my gosh, she was pierced to death by somebody saying this, because I hate when I hear that it, it hurts me because that's exactly what happens. Like we think that 
we're not going to be able to keep up. So adventuring to me is finding things that are a push, but not a no way. So an example would be like, I just took a group of people to a group of women to a retreat in what we call the Smoky Mountains. So the Smoky Mountains are really, they're pretty small. They're old mountains, so they're not big. But for me, they're big mountains. I live in a very flat place, right? So they're big mountains for all of us. And we went and we did several several different hikes. People were doing great. The last day there was a hike that was going to be a bit of a push, a big, big push. And I could tell that people were worried and that it was like, what are we going to do tomorrow? But nobody wanted to say that they didn't want to go, right? So I said, I feel like doing that. I've got, and I, I have somebody that comes with me who helps with the, I said, I have Jamie, who's going to, has offered to do this hike and lead it. So anyone who doesn't feel like doing that and wants to go see something different, come with me. And most everybody came with me. A couple people went with Jamie, the people who went with Jamie, it was a hard hike. I've done that hike before. I know it. And they did it. They were proud of themselves, but everybody who came with me, they were like, you know what? I made a choice, not based on peer pressure, but based on what I wanted to do. And so they were still pushed, but not traumatized. So those are the kind of things that I really like to see people do is like, you know, find something that's a bit of a bite, but don't overdo yourself. Um, does that answer your question or do you want like a little bit more definitive about how I use adventure personally? Well, I'd love to know at least one adventure that you would use personally. So, um, okay. Yeah. So my passion and it is a deep, deep passion simply because I've never gotten good at it and it terrifies me. <laughs> right. So I'm always trying to get better <laughs> is whitewater kayaking. So I live in a place where there is no whitewater, so I have to drive 10 hours to get to it. And I'm always trying to, um, to, to up one up my game, like to get better. So I use that. And the way I use it is I do, I do exercises that improve my body so that when I paddle, like, you know, it requires like good limberness and it requires, you know, better arm and, and shoulder strength. So I use exercises that are going to improve my kayaking. Let me rephrase that. I use kayaking to get myself to do those exercises that I may or may not want to do. Um, and then I always use it as finding ways here where I live, like going out in the ocean and practicing rolling my kayak, things like that, so that I can be better at what I love to do. So that's how I use that particular thing. I mean, another thing, and it maybe it comes to people a little bit more simply is I don't run. I'm not a runner anymore, but I do go on trail runs, like long races, but I walk them. I walk them really, really fast. So I'll use that as a way of training. I'll use that as the carrot or the stick. <laughs> One year it was the stick when I didn't train. <laughs> it really hurt. <laughs> but, you know, I use that as, okay, if I'm going to be doing this, then this is the this is the um, the whole process I need to follow to be able to do it. So that's how I use it. Like I like pushing myself a bit. Uh, I th I think what is very clear from all the things you've said is that yes, we we must 
exercise in some form or other, but we can exercise for ourselves. We don't have to be judged by anybody. And, you know, we're not setting ourselves up for failure. And if one exercise doesn't float our boats, then we there are plenty of uh, choices to do something else. And there must yeah. be something that would be, you know, sort of exciting and you know, joyous to do. And if you can do something like that and age in a healthy way or at any age be healthy, uh, this this uh, seems to be, yes, a, a no-brainer. <laughs> right? I mean, that's such a great way to say that. Like, what came to mind just now is I, I met some ladies. I was having lunch by myself recently. And these ladies came in, and they're all in tennis outfits. And I'm thinking, oh, wow. Like, years ago, I used to play racquetball. But I, I, I don't think it would be great for my knees. And they're all in tennis outfits, and they're talking. But I hear what they're talking about is pickleball right? Like pickleball has become this craze. And, and so I just had to ask him, I'm like, so were y'all playing tennis or pickleball? And they're like, we were playing tennis. We were playing pickleball. We used to play tennis. It doesn't work for our bodies anymore, but we've got the outfits. So we look good playing pickleball. And I went, good for you, right? Like how brilliant. Instead of just giving it up, they, they switched what I call fitness flipping because we need to do it. Like, you know, I don't run anymore, but I can walk really fast. You know, you fitness flip and you find the things that you enjoy and you keep moving. Absolutely. And you also say why your brain is your fittest, um, your biggest fitness asset. And I think, you know, we've talked about mindset, but how would you explain that your brain is your biggest asset? <laughs> Can I start first with why it's not your biggest asset? <laughs> so, so our brain is designed to um, kind of hold status quo, right? Because status quo is is where we've been, where we've been. So obviously, where we are currently, if it's you know our brain thinks, well, that must be the right place to be. So. So you need to get your brain on board with the whole idea of change. And when you can get your brain to be like, okay, forget status quo. I'm really excited about doing X, right? It kind of comes back to that whole idea of a North Star. Find something that like just really lights you up, gets you excited, um, makes you like tingly inside and the idea of, yeah, that would be so cool. So if you can get your brain to keep thinking about that, then your brain is going to help you change habits. It's going to help you stay on track. It's going to help you be consistent. It's going to help you instead of hindering you and going, oh, I don't want to work out this morning. It's going to be like, like for me this morning, I can tell you, I don't normally, I don't normally talk to people early in the morning. <laughs> Not that I don't get up early, but I don't talk early in the morning. And so, um, Usually I do my exercises and my weights and all of that stuff first, but this morning was a little bit of an early morning for me. And my first thought was, well, I'm not sure if I can fit my weights in this morning. I think I need to like move them to tomorrow. And like, luckily my brain that I've trained over the years was like, nope, you know, there's two people in my head. <laughs> nope. You get in, you do it right now. And if you put your shirt on and you're dirty, well, that's the way it goes. <laughs> And so you just have to get yourself like excited and, and have that, you know, 
goal that you want or have that thing that makes you excited and light up and keep focusing on that. Don't let the, the, you know, it comes back to a million years ago. We used to talk about having an angel and a devil on our shoulders, right? Like always lean toward the angel. That's, that's your brain helping you. And if someone is making an excuse and saying, oh, I haven't got time. Yeah. So that's the number one excuse I do here. I don't have time. So <laughs> there's a few ways you can do it. I mean, the easiest way you can deal with no time is you find the quickest exercise there is. Like 10 minutes, 10 minutes of exercise. And I mean, I even have one in the book. It's like the four minute workout and it's a video and it's not my video. It's somebody, um, Zach Bush, who's an amazing um, gentleman who's in fitness, but it's his four minute workout. So I'm like, you know, you use this mobility first, you do the four minute workout. You just spent 10 minutes. Anybody has 10 minutes. If you don't have 10 minutes in your life, you need to do something, right? Like I'm, I'm sorry, but you need to do something. The cool thing about it is that when you take 10 minutes to move, you usually find more time. So it's what I like to call the 10, 20, 30. Start out with 10 minutes. If you say you have no time, start out with 10 minutes. Then in a week or two, see if you can't find 20 minutes. A body in motion stays in motion. So 10 minutes can easily become 20 minutes. 20 minutes can easily become 30 minutes. And it's what we prioritize, right? I mean, in the end, it's all about what we prioritize. If you look at your life, you're going to find that you have time. We all have time. And if you're prioritizing your health and your health being in the interior, if you're prioritizing what you look like, then you have to find that time. You do. You have to find that time. It's just like, you know, I mean, a, an example in my life, like one thing is, is I have, I have, um, despite having lifted weights my entire life and taken supplements my entire life, I have thin bones. It's one of those things that I guess I did get from my mom. And to in my world, I'm like, okay, well, how do I fix that? And for me, it's like, I prioritize the first thing I do in the morning before I even get out of bed is I grab the supplement that helps with the bones. I take it, I you know drink my water. It is a priority. So like, it's like basically almost the number one priority because it's the first thing I do when I get wake up in the morning. Like it's looking for those priorities and, and giving them to yourself. It's the things that are going to make you happy and here for a long period of time. Hmm. Well, that sounds the right way to go for me. <laughs> um, so you've kindly said that, um, the listeners to this podcast can access uh, your book. Yeah. And yes. I, that would be one uh, go-to inspiration, I think, for everybody, because it really is, um, I think, a very inspiring book and everything in it is very doable. And if one thing isn't, then something else will be in the book. And I think that's yeah. so um, fantastic about it. And Thank you. And yeah, I mean, we need options, right? And, and the book is an option, but I, I want everyone to read it. It's actually a pretty easy read. It is. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a, I, I don't write, you know, I mean, I write pretty basic 
And I love telling stories because there's a lot of stories in there. And, and if you don't mind me saying this, um, that's one of the things that I think helps the most is because people say to me all the time, oh, I saw myself in whatever story it is. And I realized that I can do this too. Hmm. That's what matters. So that's fit, active and ageless for life, which sounds sounds fantastic. Why would you resist that? Right. <laughs> and I, I will make sure that you've got the link for everybody to get a free copy because I am I am very passionate about getting this book out and 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 for people to be like, right? What if like in another 20 years, you and I and everybody listening were hiking down a path somewhere beautiful and we're cracking up and we're having fun and we're just living life the way we want to live it. Absolutely. Yeah. And you have a website and I will put the details of your website and you also do retreats, which you've mentioned. Do you have any retreats coming up? Yes. So, um, sorry, this one is full, but I'm leaving for Costa Rica in a couple of weeks and wow. we're going down there. It's like a multi-sport adventure, but then that'll be the last one for 2023 and 2024. We're actually up in our game. So I think we're going to have eight different retreats wow. and they're all over the world and all over the States. So they're both. And so, yeah, super fun. I mean, it's, I get to play for a living. <laughs> Why not? That sounds fantastic. So thank you, Kelly, for talking to us today. It's been an absolute delight. Much. Thank you so much. And thank you to everybody listening. I really, truly appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Forward After 50. I hope you've enjoyed some of the insights shared with you today. Is it your time to step into your power? Be fearless and live your best life after 50? Then learn more about limiting beliefs around aging and how to reinvent yourself positively. Check out the links in the show notes and my website, rebeccaronane.com and book a virtual chat to find out how I can help you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to my show and share it with your friends. Here's to your reinvention.